Welcome to Relatively Sane Podcast. I'm your host, comedian Jessica Kirsten. We are taking a deep dive into the secret lives of comics, actors, entertainers, and other people in the spotlight. Please follow me on social media at Jessica Kirsten on Instagram, at Jessica Kirsten on Twitter. Please also follow the podcast at, at Relatively Sane Pod on Instagram and at Sane underscore podcast on Twitter. And check out my website, JessicaKirsten.com. It has all my upcoming tour dates. Please give us a five star rating and a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you're interested in advertising on this podcast, please contact us on Instagram, again, at at Relatively Sane Pod. The host of Relatively Sane Podcast. Put your hands together for Jessica Kirsten. Keep clapping. Let's go. Come on. Oh, this is this is like this is the first live podcast that I'm doing, and I'm so incredibly excited. First of all, I love doing this podcast because how many of you have listened to it? If you haven't, it's okay. But it's very real, right? It's great, and uh, and I I am so blown away by uh, my guest today because I just we have a lot in common. I think more than he even knows, uh, and he's just he's brilliant and he's a warrior. And I'm going to welcome him right now. Please welcome Artie Lang. I love you. Thank you so much. A warrior. You are. (laughs) I have the nose of a warrior. (laughs) No, you are a warrior. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Because we have a lot in common, and I've been a warrior, too, in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, uh, uh, it's it's wonderful to be here with you, Jess. I love you. I love you, too. I got you cream. Thank you. (laughs) This is the only white stuff I'll be doing tonight. (laughs) Tracy, too. Um... Tracy fucks black men. That's why I just said that. Well, I have a lot in common with her, too. <laughs> one time. One time one in St. Louis. One time is not. Yeah, one, it doesn't matter. One time in St. Louis. Really? No. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I'm so grateful that you're here. I didn't really think you'd say yes, because I'm so filled with self-hatred. <laughs> It's really true. If you're if you're worried about getting me as a guest, it's going to be a long road. <laughs> no, you're like you're the biggest one. I I've had a bunch of people, but I'm just I'm really happy that you're here with me. Yeah, well, I, I uh, you know just everyone in the in the comedy world loves you, and uh, you know I've always been unbelievably impressed by you on stage. Oh God! And uh, speaking of uh, limp black men, look at that microphone. That what? <laughs> oh oh. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm so. It's been so long that looks like pe- since that, I've had a dick near that, me that I didn't even notice it. I mean, I watch it in porn. That it, looks I, like you're surrounded by two dicks right now. Yeah, I, that is that really looks like, intense. Looks like Patrick Ewing's taking a shower. Let, we have to turn this around. I hope it doesn't fall because loud sounds traumatize me. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, oh, oh, okay. Take it away. Yeah, take that black dick away. I might take that home. Yeah. Um. So I just had I, to point that out. It was distracting. No, you have to point out things that are distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially with people like us, because then we'll <laughs> obsess about it. Yeah. So you grew up in Livingston, New Jersey. 
I did. You I were did born not. in Livingston. I was born in St. Barnabas. So Hospital. was I. Yes. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, I, uh, no, I did not. We were born in the same hospital. Yeah, but I grew up uh, in Newark, New Jersey for a little while, and then I grew up in Union. But I, 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 they kicked me out of Livingston like 30 seconds after my birth. <laughs> yeah, Livingston uh, is too, very jappy. Well, it's too classy of it. And not, not, she's not talking Asians. No, no, no. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? I just want to say, There's Chick. a lot of Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. We're talking about Jewish American princesses. Yeah, it's yeah. very, my whole family is from that area. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I went, uh, I, I was born there and then uh, I, I went to Newark and then Union. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and very blue collar. Very yes. blue collar. Yeah. So that's completely different than Livingston. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and then you moved to Union, you and you have one sister. I have a younger sister, uh, who is uh my hero. She's like uh the most mature person on the planet and um did not lead the life I led. She's a very successful fashion designer, has saved my life a million times. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is that she ended up because I've been the one that's been fucked up too. Uh, really? Yeah, points. well, yeah. I guess there's always one black sheep, you know, but yeah. uh, I was a rare junkie in the sense that I was always, pay I would pay the bills. Like, I was able to make money, <laughs> you know? Right. So, uh, I, I, they couldn't kick me out of the house because it was my house after a while. <laughs> <laughs> like you committed crimes, yeah, but they yeah. had to keep you there. I mean, well, I was making like millions of dollars a year doing comedy. Everybody says, stop doing drugs. I'm like, why? <laughs> I know, really, if you can just, you know, do it as long as you can. You need consequences. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I understand that. Were you a happy kid? Like very you, happy. Very you happy. were? I was a good baseball player. I made a all-county all third base uh, playing ball. Uh, you know, uh, I was always able to talk abroad and do a hand job. Uh me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. So many times, me too. That's why I'm heavy. Uh, no, I, I, uh, um, I had a very good, but, but I start, but drugs were a part of my life from the very beginning. I'm 52 years old. Right. The first time I got high was 1979. Jimmy Carter was so president. You were 12. I was 11 years old. Right. I hit a home run in baseball, and it, uh, this, old, this kid's older brother, this kid we called Sick Jack. It, it, if you told me I could meet Frank Sinatra or Sick Jack right now, I'd want to see what Sick Jack is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to see, well, I don't know what he's doing, but he handed me a joint. He was like 15. I was 11, and I smoked the joint, and I was out of control, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. From the very beginning, I knew I was a drug addict. Is that I, the yeah. first thing you did before you had a drink? Yeah, I smoked wow, weed. Wow, that's interesting. For the first time, yeah. And uh, so that was d literally an entry drug to everything. And then liquor. My, yeah. And then the first time I did, I did cocaine, I was about 16. Then it was lights out. Yeah. Lights out. Okay, so and what did you feel the first time you got high? Because a lot of people don't realize this. Yeah. You were just like, I feel comfortable now. I can be around people. Is that well, what let me, it was? Uh, well, 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 yeah. But I, to me, it's like, I can't believe we're the ones with the disease. Right. Like, I can't believe someone tries heroin and doesn't like it. I don't get it either. I don't even understand when someone has one drink. No, like I do, what, a, I do yeah. a bit in my act. The first time I tried to get off heroin, I, I, I went to go. Someone told me you got to try to get in shape, like hire a personal trainer. So I hired this asshole kid as a personal trainer. He looked like Brad Pitt with like, like abs and shit. And he goes to me. Um, I said, look, man, I, I can't stop thinking about heroin. And he honestly said, he goes, have you tried running? I, I love that so much. And I yeah. said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> heroin running. Yeah, and he said, to me, he said to me, I guarantee you a runner's high is just as good as a heroin high. So I said, okay, have you tried heroin? <laughs> 
and, uh, <laughs> and, and he said no. And I said, well, then you're not qualified to be in this fucking conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I've led a, 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 very, a very full life. I've, I've done heroin. On occasion, I've run. Right. Not From even the fucking close. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, I, I, I shot crystal meth once. I took a Xanax and I had sex with a girl. And I'm like, why would I want to feel like this all the fucking time? I know that like, feeling. Uh, yeah, well, I'm saying yeah. I'm the one with the problem. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am. I assume it's a woman. Uh, but ma'am sounds like she'd be like, me too. I shot crack <laughs> in my asshole. Like ma'am. Dr. Ruth is here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're under 80, Google Dr. Ruth. You're going to laugh your ass off. <laughs> what a cunt. <laughs> Dr. Ruth called my house once. I swear to God. Get She's the like, fuck hey, out Loki, of here. She's like, can I split to Elaine? I can't do That's my mother's she name. She did? Yeah, because my mom What's is like. A, like a wrong number? My, my, <laughs> That's like Babe my, Ruth calling no. my house. <laughs> she did, I swear, because my mom's what? a therapist, and my mom oh. reached out to her 20 years ago to and do some seminar. Yeah, she actually called the house. Yeah, Dr. And Ruth is a rare, a Jewish midget who's a sex expert. <laughs> midget. <laughs> she's a jidget. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She's very small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at what point are you a midget? She's a midget. I think I, she's a midget. Why can't people use those words? Oh, God. Well, I'm no, I, 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 someone said to me, uh, I saw a midget complaining on CNN. And back in the 80s, we never listened to midgets. You had to bend over to hear them. It was a fucking pain in the ass. Right. But, <laughs> but, but now everybody gets to complain. And they said calling a little person a midget is the same thing as calling a black man the N-word. I went out one day and I tried both things. What happened? There's a huge fucking difference. Really? What was the consequence when you <laughs> called the midget a midget? I got smacked in the shin. Right. Yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> and then when I said the N-word, I got locked in the trunk of an Impala. <laughs> was the midget like, don't ever call me that again. We represent the lollipop guild. Um, but, so, uh, no, so, so uh, again, well, again, you bring up a good point, too, you know, on being on drugs and trying to be politically correct in this business. Yeah. I say midget American. That's very smart. If you put American after anything, they become becomes more respectable. That's like, so fucking smart. Like yeah, like like rapist American. Yeah, that's great. Molester American. Yeah, murderer American. Yeah, that's really good. I, yeah. Like I'm not Italian. I'm an Italian American. What, what's your fucking problem? Man? Yeah. Right. That's really smart. Thank I like that. Much. Like if someone calls me a kike American, I'm not gonna get upset. Like I feel. I feel that the. Yeah, any awful word could precede American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really great. I'm going to start doing <laughs> Like even Guinea American, I wouldn't be fucking pissed. Yeah, well, there's certain things people don't get pissed about. I don't know if Guinea is one of the big ones. No. Do you feel like... No, you we're the last group you can fuck with. Oh, God. I'm, is, I'm dying for an egg roll. You can't... <laughs> so, um... No, I think everything can be dolled up. Like the mass Singer... Yeah. Like the mass rapist would be just as big of a... I uh, think that would be more of a It's R. Kelly! <laughs> there's so many now that it could be. Right. It's Bill Cosby! Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, half of them are politicians. Just watching the judges watch someone rape someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that got quiet in the room. It's okay. <laughs> a lot of people have been touched. It's all right. So, um, 
Yeah, so you grew up in union with yeah. your sister, and then you t- tried marijuana. I love calling it marijuana. Yeah. I, I first Yeah, smoked. if you're young people, Google marijuana. I yeah. guess that's I remember, the chronic. I remember when I did 17 bong hits in my room in my house, and my mother goes, <laughs> comes in and she goes, who's smoking a joint? <laughs> I'm like, it's not a joint, and I'm seeing eight of you. Like, I don't even know who the fuck you are right now, and I just want a meatball parm. Marijuana. That's really what's going on. Marijuana's a drug that's fucking, it, it lulls you to sleep. You think it's innocent, but the worst times I've had on drugs uh, were, were laced marijuana. You don't know what's oh, in that shit. shit. Yeah. What kind of things was it laced with? Like, what kind of things happened? Uh, well, I ended up uh, driving a police car naked with two cops. What? <laughs> Where were the cops? <laughs> that is so confusing. I, I Where up, were the cops? I woke up in a police car naked with two cops, which is, everyone has a story like that. But oh, you said you were driving, though. I was driving the car. Where were the cops? <laughs> were they in the back? They sold me the weed. I am so fucking confused right now. Yeah. The cops sold you the weed? I've had a lot of fucked up things happen. I understand. Uh, but uh, I, 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 marijuana to me, like I, I had this orange weed once that I smoked. And, um, orange. I, I got high. This is one of my favorite uh, showbiz stories. I got high with Snoop Dogg once on the roof of the... He gets uh, high? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't really getting high with him. It was a contact high from his green room at the oh Howard Stern Show. Oh, my God. The weed was billowing out. It looked like there was a new pope in Mexico. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I walked by this like this this Snoop Dogg fucking weed. It was orange. And like, yeah, and uh, and I was on the air, and I was like, you know, Hardy looks like he's fucked up, and uh, I was, uh, and and to me, I was, I had done a lot of drugs at that point, but I went home and I stood on my head on the couch trying to get the evil out of my system. Oh God! Uh, you know, like, what do I do? What do I do? And it was lace. I don't know what it was. You know, that is so I, uh, scary. And I understand Snoop better. Like, after smoking that, I was ending words in Izzle. Oh, that's... <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I started smoking pot at an early age, too. Like, I don't... I have a 13-year-old, and I'm like... And she doesn't do anything. Thank God. She's very... Well, you got to be careful now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was getting high and doing things. Yeah, and right. Well, you could... It, but nowadays, with the internet, like, like my television in my room, Raised me just as much as my parents, like yeah, the Honeymooners, The Odd Couple, right? Watching The Godfather when it came on television. Yeah. Now kids are being raised by everyone in the world, like the yeah, internet, and, so... and it changes. Even if you're a good parent, one day they're a good kid, the next day they're an ISIS or something. <laughs> 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 they're being recruited by. I mean, it's just, it's scary. It's everyone in the world. I know. Is in their bedroom. Yeah. Everyone I'm... in the world is in their bedroom. So I know. they're on the phone. It's fucking scary. And you that. can't watch everything. You just can't. It's impossible to see everything they're doing. No. It really I, is. No, so so you got no matter how much you care for them, it's weird. It's it's like they're being raised by by you know, bad people possibly. Yeah, I don't think she's ever gonna get into drugs and alcohol. I mean, I'm not surprised I did, but it's interesting that you say you had a happy because I wasn't a happy kid. No. But you had a happy childhood and I then did. the drugs just why do you think that changed everything when well, you started I, doing my, drugs? My my, my my story with drugs is not like one because I was depressed I was doing them. To me it was just always part of the party. It wasn't because I was depressed, it was because I wanted to be happier. Yeah. You know, if you put every vice, I mixed vices. I would put a bet on a basketball game that I knew nothing about. I'm like, let's get cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. God. You you know, and uh, to me, success, 
I always say this. I chased success my whole life, and when I got there, I found failure because I, I, I said, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of rich and I'm sort of famous now. I'm going to, let's get fucked up. Let's, let's have a party. Yeah. And I thought I was having fun for a while, and I was. Right. But, it is fun for know, a while. Yeah, it is. It but is. Then it, but then it, it became, like before you know, you catch a habit, and then that's it. It's over. Well, it's, it's, it's evil, and it catches a hold of you, and you can't stop. And people will say, I can't believe this guy's doing this, and he has kids, or this guy's doing this. And he's like, well, it, they, they can't, they don't want to be doing it. They, right. It's a disease. Well, op- and here's where, uh, you know, opioids, th- this epidemic, you know, changed my life is I always did. I, I did quaaludes in the eighties. <laughs> I sound like I'm 111 years old. <laughs> yeah, you got some ludes. I sound like I'm in Led Zeppelin right now. But uh, my life became chaos because of cocaine. But when heroin came into the picture, yeah. that's a dark world. That's insane because with heroin, and you know, if I have any message right now in my crazy life, it's that. Don't fuck with it. Like, right. Like when I was young, Keith Richards did it and everything. It sounded like rock and roll. But when you get addicted to heroin, it takes about four days. All right. Uh, you will, you need it every eight hours, like oxygen. Right. And, and you'll do anything to get it, you know. And, and that's where anything, you lose your soul quick. Exactly. You and, don't think yeah. about what you're doing. You just have to get it. And you have you'll to do get anything it. to get it. It's part, of, it's part of your, and I've, and I've done crazy shit to get it. It's, it's scary. It is scary. Yeah, and I, it's like I feel like I'm back from the dead. What do you think is... Yeah, Thank you. Let's, <laughs> is that Josh? And it's hard to take that in, too, right? The clapping and stuff. Like, it's hard. It, it is I've hard. I've had the clap, yeah. <laughs> I have it right now. I wasn't going <laughs> to announce that, but... No, well, yeah, no, that, that, that helps, too. The like, clapping helps? Yeah, sure, because I, I, ex- I need that acceptance. Can you take that in? I need that acceptance. I know, I understand, <laughs> but you can really take it in. Do you feel like that at this point? Yeah, that's I, so good. Right. I, I I don't know. Like I don't know whatever that word is for people who can't experience joy. For a little while, I thought I had that because I again I got everything I wanted in life. I got my dreams came true, and then I put myself in this drug addicted hell. And like, well, what what's the purpose? You know, what's the purpose of being alive if you're not gonna enjoy yourself? Yeah, people think when people have fame and money and all this stuff that everything's okay. I mean, it's really no. It looks like this. <laughs> It's really not. It's it's a lot, yeah. And and it, it brings up a lot of shit. It's it's uh it's hard for me to deal with this. Like I have successes going on right now, right? And it's uncomfortable. Well, you I'm know. on the failure side, so if you ever need to balance, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna keep <laughs> hanging out with you because then I'll feel. More. I'll show you how to fail. Yeah. <laughs> well, this business also within the. You know, from the most successful people in this business, by the time they got successful, odds are they experienced a ton of failure. Right. Not everybody's Eddie Murphy at 19, you know. No, kicking it. So- There's a lot of failure involved. So you hope that the few successes you have are, are big enough of a deal to, to where it gives you some money to give you security. And whatever the fuck you need inside you, like, why do we have this need to be, you know, I mean, think of the, think of what stand-up comedy is. You get on stage in front of strangers, we're paying 18 bucks for a rolling rock. (laughs) Rolling rock. (laughs) That's a beer, Google it. And um, (laughs) by the way, Google it is my new catchphrase. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be this year's get her done, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be your big thing. <laughs> you, you should sell T-shirts that uh, say but, but it. It's, it's an odd way to make a living. You travel, yeah. you travel the country to places like Crackers and Zanies. I know. I'm and, doing uh, them soon. Yeah. I'll fucking kill myself. Well, I, so 
You know, there was a place. I, I, that, I'm glad you brought up killing yourself because there's a place called Zanies. Okay. Could you imagine? There was okay. a place called Zanies in Vernon Hills, Illinois. It was a comedy club. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played there. Okay, it was yeah. in a strip mall. If anyone ever wants to kill himself, go to Zanies. Yeah, these are because really there's depressing. nothing there that will change your mind. Yeah. There's nothing in Zanies in Vernon Hills, Illinois that will make you right. go, I want to live. Yeah. I. <laughs> Not the Hawthorne Suites you got to fucking It's sleep so in. depressing, the Hawthorne Suites. <laughs> it's so depressing. The people that work there with bags under their eyes. Everybody looks like they're in a Forensic Files episode. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. They're covered in feces. I know it's really, I love that word so much. That's going to be my new hashtag. I think, I think, feces. I think there's a Hawthorne Sweets in every episode of Forensic Files. <laughs> Hawthorne <laughs> That's like, there's like tons of sweets that are all. And they're not sweets the at all. No. It's such bullshit. Yeah. And the best Western is not the best Western at all. No. There's a better Western. It's the worst Western. Yeah, it is. It should be called the worst Western. <laughs> the most worstest Western you'll ever fucking see. Have you, have you well, I've stayed in a lot of red quality roofs. Quality in. No, red roofs, a quality. <laughs> the quality direct in. opposite name would be a better name. The no quality in is a better name. Yeah, yeah. Like, have, like they, 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 the same pubic hair has been at the one in Albany. Yeah. In room 503 in the tub. I know. I used to floss with Since it. Since 1992. Yeah. I know. Used to floss with it. Welcome to the Quality Inn. This looks like a dungeon. <laughs> I'd rather it look like a dungeon. That would be hot at least. It's great that, it's great that we're insulting our second homes, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I know. Red Roof Inn. Have yeah. you tried that one? <laughs> One time I was on the road in Illinois and walked in and the room was dirty. Like the blankets were all over the place. No one cleaned the room and that was the only room they had. It's almost like a practical... I slept in my fucking car. (laughs) A woman in Illinois by myself in the middle of the night. My rented Pinto is a better fucking option. (laughs) Pinto. Colin Quinn and Nick DiPaolo, this is a great story. They stayed somewhere, I think, in Rochester, New York. The hotel room they were in was so disgusting... Two of the most heterosexual men on the planet slept together in the bed, hugging each uh, other, afraid is... of like what was on the floor. And Colin had one of my favorite lines. He goes, it smells like Bruce Valanche kicked Coke here for two weeks. <laughs> Bruce Valanche. I'm friendly with him. Google Bruce Valanche. Is he Valanche. gay? Is he gay? So, um, I can't tell. Um, he seems he... gay to me. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. He's a little feminine. Yeah. Uh, I saw him at a Met game once. Yeah. You did? That, to me, that proves you're gay. I mean, <laughs> was he the mascot? Yeah. Could you imagine Bruce Valanche is the mascot of your baseball? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, everyone, go nuts! Yeah, that would be. Is Richard Simmons? Speaking of Bruce Valanche, is Richard Simmons still missing? Uh, another one I predict gay, but I don't know. I think he was uh, a marine. Richard Simmons is so effeminate. <laughs> his five-foot Mexican maid kidnapped him and detained him in a, in a, in a, in a like if I if if you if his a man five-foot Mexican <laughs> maid a five-foot Mexican maid yeah detained him in his in his basement. Really? If I were a cop, I wouldn't even respond to that call. Yeah, me either. I'd be like, "You fucking handle it, faggot." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unless I needed to lose weight. 
Yeah. I maybe I should get stuck in a basement by some maybe some fan will put me no, in a basement. No, but I mean how how gay are you if you're five foot Mexican maid? If yeah. Hervé Villachez I don't think he could beat a fucking beetle like anything. <laughs> I don't think an ant could Yeah, my aunt Gloria could do it. Is she a heifer? Yeah, absolutely. I love that word All too. All the lags are heifers. All the lags are heifers. Yeah, this is this is uh this is so like uh, really a lot of information that I'm really gonna take in and yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like I I'm smarter. I think Richard Simmons is still missing. He is. The problem is no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine he hasn't been missing? <laughs> no one cares. Officer, do you have any leads? We haven't even tried. Yeah. Yeah, he's just been living his life and everyone's <laughs> like he's missing. There's certain people if I saw they were missing, I'd go, I'm cool with that. Yeah, his hair is a lot. It's a lot. I'm sorry. It's hollow. It's it's a lot. My nana Fran had hair like that. It was one big, George just one hair, one piece of hair that just wrapped, and it was hot like she carried her pocketbook in it. George Takei was the co-host of the Howard Stern Show for a while. Yeah. Sulu, another gay man, great man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my friend. But George made everything sound gay. Like I, I would be, I would be, I, know. I would be eating French toast on the show, and Howard would say, "George, does Artie have syrup on the French toast?" He go, "Oh, it's dripping." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dripping. Oh God, that would and make would, me homophobic. Uh, That's you know, a lot. That is. People I, talk about homophobia. I, I don't think I'm not homophobic. I don't hate any group of people, but phobia to me means fear. You're afraid of it something. It is fear. Yeah. Now, if you ask me, are you afraid of getting fucked in the ass? Are you? I would be. If it might I were be my you. single biggest fear. Yeah. It is your single biggest fear. I'm also afraid of heights. What about getting fucked in the ass? Right up, on up a ladder, there with heights. Up, up, up in a plane or something. This would ruin my day. Ruin your day. If someone took me to the top of the Empire State Building right. and then fucked me in the ass with sandpaper. I need. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it either, <laughs> but I don't mind giving it because it's so wrong. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Get that microphone back. <laughs> yeah, no, I, is that your biggest fear? I mean, was it's, that it's a huge, up there. That I've, been a, huge, I've been in jail. I was just going to say, when you went to jail, that must have been a huge here's, fear. Here's the key to surviving in jail. The first day, you want to give a terrible blowjob. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. If two gang members are discussing your ability to blow somebody yes. in jail, here's how you want that conversation to go. Whatever you do, do not let that motherfucker blow you. That's so fucking smart. Thank you. Yeah. If I went to jail, I would bring those Some fake, life advice. Yeah, I would bring those <laughs> fake teeth that you put in your mouth and just clamp down on well, it. And I did everything we had. I looked up at awkward moments. <laughs> Were you, did you blow the guy and go, call me? Get like, out. Did you get really needy? I did all that annoying stuff. Like, I paused to ask stupid, irrelevant questions. Like, my sister wants to know if we're going to a shower. On yeah, Saturday. yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, or do I look fat? Do I look fat? That would be a good one to do while you you're sucking dice cock. <laughs> you become dice clay. You look great, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't look fat. I don't feel like you're hearing me. <laughs> No, jail is, you know, listen, it's always a, uh, it's always a lot of guys in there are desperate. Okay, I'm telling you right now, and I've talked about this, I, my biggest fear is going to jail. Yeah, it, well, it is. I mean, I'm sorry to say don't that. Don't live like I, me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been is. going to jail since the uh, 80s. 
What was the longest time you were in jail? I did three months once in oh my county God. jail. Never prison time, but county jail, a lot of people say is worse because everyone is restless in county jail. A lot of fighting going on. Oh, shit. A lot of drugs. Uh, a lot of guys don't know if they're guilty yet or not, so they're, they're restless. In prison, it's like a society. You oh, know, you that settle makes down. Sense. Yeah. You settle, it's like getting married for a few years. <laughs> and sometimes yeah, you, you do. You feel, right, right. Uh, but if Richard me, Simmons ended up in jail, his he would be split in two. Yeah. Don't don't you agree? I think I think he would get lost again. <laughs> I think he'd be They'd have to find him first. I don't think they're looking. Uh, I, I, no, it's a, it, let me tell you something. It's it's rough. Everything about jail you hear is, and I do it the way like since I've been sort of famous. Oh. I get my own cell and everything, but I'm locked well, in that's 20, nice. 20. It's very, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's like the quality in in Albany. Uh, <laughs> I've been to worse hotels than my jail cell, absolutely. I'm sure. Uh, and um, uh, so you could do nothing all day. Twenty three hours a day because you're in protective now, custody. Now this is an interesting thing. As an addict, I am always in my head. Right. So I'm always having to work on that to try not to obsess. If you're in a jail cell yeah. for 23 hours a day, yeah. how did you not drive yourself crazy by being in your head? Well, I did for a little. First of all, I kicked heroin in there for the oh first five God. days. I, this happened to me three times, okay? <sighs> I kicked heroin three times. And I'll give you a story. Yeah, they have something called fentanyl now, which is killing everybody. It's like elephant yeah. tranquilizer, synthetic... Uh, What'd you call me? <laughs> yeah. Hello, elephant tranquilizer. <laughs> Hello. That's a, that, that's a nice Stupid. pet. It's a nice pet name for your wife. Hello, elephant <laughs> tranquilizer. <laughs> You're an elephant that makes me feel sleepy. Uh, so, so uh, you know, uh, kicking that is like oh. a living hell, and I had to do that in jail three times. Holy shit. So five days of that, and then you get over that, then you got to, you know. But I, you know, I'm in protective custody. Now, the thing about being in protective custody is I'm sort of well known. This is so funny. <laughs> like the young kids, the young black kids in jail have no idea who the fuck I am, right? So they see of me course. getting pulled out to go to my own jail cell. This one kid goes, Who the hell is he, motherfucker? Yeah. And the guard goes, He's a movie star. And he goes, He ugly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, you in the movies? I go, yeah. He goes, what you play, all ugly people? I'm like, yeah, I play all ugly people. I just want to fucking slip my wrist. I know. God, that's <laughs> He, got, he ugly as hell. <laughs> and the kid's got a point. I'm going to argue with the fucking kid. Oh, God. Could you imagine? No, I'm not. Like, you just get into I'm not this your whole, average. Yeah. I'm not exactly Brad Pitt, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the other thing about the jail is you find out how the, you know, how the, the criminal world operates. And I've been, a, you know, again... My life has been a roller coaster, Jess. It's yeah, been a ro- like, I know. you know what I mean. Uh, the life of like, like I was born. We had no money. Then I was a longshoreman. Then I made it in comedy. Then I drove a cab. Then I was in jail. Then I went to rehab. Then I then I got on the Howard Stern show. Then I was playing Carnegie Hall. Then I went to jail. I went to rehab. And then <laughs> and then you know I'm on a piece of plywood here at the stand. Then I'm going. Blah. I know. I know. I feel. S- then really I'm at the great. Quality Inn picking pubic hair off the tub. And yeah. Richard Simmons is missing. I get depressed. I do heroin. I go. Yeah. Yeah. This, this conversation about him is going to make both of us go out. Um, then I go to jail and a crip goes, he ugly as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a crip. But, <laughs> it's not easy. By the way, I like crips better. I'm not going to say it. All right. You can. Yeah, say I, it. I, I, I like the crips. I got a lot of friends. It's not okay. Listen, people come from horrible situations. Like, they got some of these kids have no shot, horrible. and these are these are these are brilliant kids too, man. Yeah. They can run IBM. 
think yeah. about IPA. It's just it's just what your what your what your environment is. I know. I can't stand when some of these people are like they're just lazy. They just need to get jobs. The, the, well, the direct opposite of lazy. I know. I think Jay Z said that he would have made more money at McDonald's when he was low level in the drug world. Because you gotta see, you gotta see like heroin packets. There's gotta be a factory somewhere. They're, they're, they're vacuum sealed. There's like these little packets of heroin. Who the fuck is doing that? It's like it's like drug dealer elves or something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, and midgets. It all says, yeah, midgets, elves, elf, elf Americans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not an elf. I'm an elf American. Um, but uh, and they even have a marketing department. Like on every heroin, it says like hot pussy. Like yeah, it's gonna be hot. It's not hot pussy. Uh, it's all bullshit. One of the craziest things that ever happened to me was they put the names of celebrity junkies on heroin, and it said Keith Richards, said Kurt Cobain. I was in Akron, Ohio, trying to cop drugs, and the kid had two types of heroin: wow. Bobby Brown and Artie Lang. <gasps> How unbelievable is that? Okay, okay. Which Fact, one did only you in do? New York does someone applaud that. I know that. Thank you, sir. That's a cool <laughs> motherfucker right there. I, you really are famous. Uh, and I, well, no, the kid. I was with this kid who was also a junkie, and he thought I was the coolest guy ever. He goes, yeah. He actually said to me, "Was oh, you've achieved so much." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I said, "My name is on poison." I was very depressed about it. Yeah, and yeah. Here's the fucked up thing. I did a gig in outside of Akron in Cleveland that weekend, and I, on the marquee, my name was spelled wrong at the gig on the Isn't heroin. That amazing. On the heroin, it was spelled perfectly. <laughs> You imagine you held up the bag. You're like, this is the right way to spell my name, okay? I guess the cartel remembered the E. Thank you. All right. What do you think is different this time? Seriously, is it nothing? That you don't want. I know. I have a feeling. <laughs> well, I ain't beat is it for that jail. You don't want to I, ain't for jail. Jail. I, yeah. I ain't beat for jail anymore. I'm 52. I can't. Right. I mean, come on. Because, I mean, a lot of people that get sober say, I just, I'm at my bottom, or I, I, I found God, which is not, everyone thinks it's a religious thing, but meaning... Well, I don't mind finding my bottom, I just don't want to be a bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because next time, it's really... I'm going to be a rock bottom. Yeah, it's going to come yeah. out of your mouth. <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, I, again, it's been so much chaos, which I'm also addicted to, by the way. I know, me too. I mean, I'm addicted to the chaos. There's a reason I'm not working. You know, I, I could have stayed at the port. I was a longshoreman, uh, which where I come from is like a great office job in the union. I yeah. wanted, to, I wanted, I didn't want to live like everybody else. <laughs> you know, and that happened. But uh, again, there's so-called normal people who aren't fucked up, like say me and you are, who are supposedly the normal people who are miserable as fucking hell. You know? Yeah. They got some fat kid that's got to go to soccer practice in a minivan every day that. You know, that yeah. hates them. They hate him. You know, there's, I know. It's a yeah, horrible yeah. life. Uh, people trying to save me from a life where a hooker is doing cocaine off my stomach. I'm like, thank God I lived through that hell. <laughs> maybe maybe I I'll know. get annoyed. I, I leave that life in Vegas doing blow with a whore to go to some wife who's telling me about her day. Really? The light by the CVS is still broken. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I read somewhere if you do this long enough, you break your own neck. Just keep talking. <laughs> I know it's so hard to listen to well, them. You wore the same shoes as your sister to a wedding. Holy fuck! I know. Oh my god! Thank it's God a so horse not doing coke off my dick I right now. I feel the same way. It's so boring. It's so boring to come <laughs> home to a family. Um. Yeah, Sorry, I, get I lost it. it. No, I know. I understand. So do you? But do you do like? Do you have a higher power? Do you pray? Do you do all that stuff? My power is always high. 
Uh, I, I, I'm getting more spiritual. That's good. I'll give you a very spiritual story that happened to me. Yeah, I want to um, hear it. This okay. is the kind of shit I want to hear. My father was a, very, a total, total serious story. Now, my father was a big fan of the, the magician Houdini. And when Houdini died, he wanted to like debunk psychics with his wife. He thought they were all bullshit. So he said to his wife, after I die, go to psychics. Me and you are going to have a word. If, if the psychic tells you I'm telling you the secret word, then you'll know he's really talking to me. Okay? So my father was about to die. I was 22 years old. And he said, let's have a word like Houdini did. Wow. So if you, if you ever see this word, you'll know I'm watching over you. And I was 22 and fucked up. And I, was, I said, so his father worked at Otis Elevator. It was an elevator company in Newark. It was a factory worker. Yeah, I know Otis. He goes, okay, every elevator's Otis. So he goes, why don't we make our word Otis? I'm like, fine. So that's 30 years ago. So I go through my life, and every once in a while I see the word Otis and someone named Otis, and it kind of felt all right, but never anything powerful. Mm -hmm. So this last time I go to jail, I meet a guy in the yard, and he says to me, I, I just got out of prison, and I'm in jail waiting to go on another case. And I knew your dad growing up. He was about 70 years old. I go, get out of here. And he goes, you know, your father was a crazy person, but he hated drugs and what they did to people. He knew a lot of drug addicts. And he goes, he was crying. He goes, I almost feel like I'm talking to you through your dad. Please get better. I followed your career. And he hugged me. So I get to know the guy. And just casually, I said, where are you in prison? And I swear to God, he said, Otisville. Yeah, I know. I, that stuff oh, okay, happens a okay, lot. Okay, Otisville. So not just Otis, Otisville, like a village of Otis. <laughs> Otisville is a federal prison yeah. in, in New York. And, he got, and so he, he said to me before that, it feels like I'm talking to you through your dad. I know. And then he said Otisville. So I got taken aback. Like I, I, that freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Nothing that spiritual has ever happened to me. Um, you know, so. Well, I, uh, we, uh, maybe that's what's different. I don't know. Well, it is, I think when you're sober, or when you become aware, you be, you become aware of more things like that. When well, you're, you're just, fucked yeah, you're, up, you don't see those things. You think more clearly. And Absolutely. you also see things that you didn't see before. No, uh, well, yeah. Has anything else ever happened to you like that? Uh, like where? No, nothing. Well, I've only seen things that weren't there when I was on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw a reindeer uh, but, uh, once. Uh, but and withdrawing from drugs, you know, I could. But but uh, nothing that crazy. Nothing that. But I take that very seriously. Like that, that's a nutty thing. That's that, a nutty it's thing. a nutty thing. I, it always bothered me when people were like, you need to be more spiritual. You need to, in the God Like, thing what the fuck go. does that mean? Like, you equate it with religion, but that, I'm Roman Catholic, and, I, you know, every priest is, yeah. you know, blowing a kid. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I, I, know. I don't want to be involved with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Jews don't do that kind as well. Well, they can get married. The Rabbis do. can get married. I mean, let them. Yeah, they do. Let the a priest get married, for Christ's sake. I know. It's really... It's I mean, the Catholic Church has been saying to priests for 2,000 years, listen, save the world and you can never come. I know. How did that experiment go wrong? I know. I lived with one of my best friends who was trying to not be gay, so he went to a program. Oh, right. And yeah, this was like, I don't know how many, maybe 10 years ago. I smell ago. a Kevin Hart buddy movie. <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah. So he you, would like you rap. You have to be gay, man. You gotta like <laughs> pussy. And he was brought up. <laughs> you can like pussy. Come on, I'll teach you how to like pussy. Come on. <laughs> he was brought up Orthodox, so he's trying to get back to that. 
<laughs> I swear to God. Good luck with that so one. So he didn't jerk off for six months. He was my best friend. So he sprayed them all with bullets eventually. Yeah, yeah. I ended up almost like, drowning so, when he... Co- no, so... Um, that's torture. No, so listen, so he was a fucking asshole because he didn't jerk off for six months. And of I course finally you're going to be an asshole. If you don't jerk off soon, I'm going to jerk you off because we're going to lose our friendship. I literally said I'm gonna that. I'm going to find Richard Simmons and he's going to jerk you <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. No, but that, I mean, again, to tell yourself, I'm not... Because even masturbating is against what a priest can do. Right. You can't get married, get laid, or masturbate, and all of a sudden the hell breaks loose. Of course it's going to. We're human beings. Yeah, I don't see, get it either. I, I, I used to watch these animal shows in rehab. If a li- I, I, I love watching male lions because they strip down life to what it is. A male lion, if a male lion doesn't want to eat you or fuck you, it wants nothing to do with you. <laughs> you ever see a male lion look at a porcupine? It's like, I can't eat that or fuck it. <laughs> It just walks away. Yeah, and this is a female lion. He just fucks the female lion. The female lion just sits there chewing on grass. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Unless they have a kid and the kids the, the kids act the same way. I love that you call it a kid. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, the cub, the kid, whatever the fuck it is. Offspring, whatever the, the smaller fuck lions. it is. Smaller yeah. uh, Again, it's like when that tiger eats, ate Siegfried or Roy, it's acting like a tiger. Yeah, I know. I like know. This thing, this, Everyone's this, shocked. This, this guy wearing a glitzy outfit like Liberace's been whipping me for 40 years. I wonder why <laughs> I'm going to eat him. You're a tiger. Maybe uh, Richard Simmons was also eaten by a tiger. Because <laughs> I heard tigers love gay men. We can only hope. Well, clearly they don't. <laughs> we can only hope. Clearly tigers don't. Just ask Siegfried. <laughs> or Roy. Uh. Yeah, I don't remember which one perished. Isn't that amazing? We can at least, the least we could do is remember which one. I know. Could you imagine you're you're in a team that people equate you with each other so much that one of you gets eaten by a tiger (laughs) and we're not sure which one. (laughs) Now, you don't want to get eaten by the tiger? No. All right. (laughs) I have no idea. Do you know which one it is? If you put a gun to my fucking head, I couldn't tell you. I just know it was a white tiger. That must have been a great show that night. Me and Howard saw it. You what? Me and Howard Stern were in Vegas about four months before either one of them got eaten by a tiger. And um, we were like the first row, and it was me and my girlfriend, Dane, at the time, Howard and his fiance at the time, Beth, and we watched from like the third row. We were doing the show in Vegas. And some, Howard hates attention and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Siegfried Roy, one of the ones, gets on the microphone, we have special guests. Oh, God. And Howard's like, if they ask me up there, I'm not going. You're going. Right. And they go, we have the king of all media. <laughs> <laughs> they put a big flashlight on Howard. And, and, and like, there's, there's two enormous tigers just there the whole time. <laughs> they make an elephant disappear. How are these guys not richer? How are these guys not richer? I know. What did the guy do that's left? The warrior, sick, whatever the fuck, whoever I think he was. continues to taunt tigers. Does he? Well, what do you do with Zick? What did, what, did, what did Abbott do when Costello died? He just gave up. <laughs> I'm not going to see Roy without Siegfried. That's true. <laughs> I'm not going to see Siegfried without Roy. Yeah, I know. I'm dying to know which one it was. I was afraid to separate Coke and heroin. Oh, my God. That is so... <laughs> if I can't separate cocaine and heroin, I'm not separating Siegfried and fucking Roy. Yeah, I get it. They are kind of like Coke and heroin. Uh, 
Yeah. How disappointed would you be? I, I I spent. I remember when the producers was like the biggest fucking thing on the, on Broadway. Yeah. I spent like a thousand dollars a ticket to get fourth row with me and my, this girl I was seeing Denise at the time and and my uncle Tommy for his birthday. And you know it's 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 Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick and two. I mean, you, I got I spent a grand and like uh, and then two minutes before it starts, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> playing the role of Max Bialystok, Nathan Lane is ill. Fuckface McGee. I don't know. Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Bruce Valanche. Richard Simmons is Max Bialystok. I'm a guy. I, I almost like I want the guy. I need the thousand back, bro. Yeah, you can't just replace someone. Could you? No, I, you can't. I hate that. Could you imagine if Siegfried, with like one arm, tried to keep doing the show after the fact? <laughs> No, he, he has a speech impediment because he's been the tiger bit his face. We've got a super throw. <laughs> okay, go through the hoop. Yeah. Oh. I'm Siegfried or Roy, I can't remember. <laughs> he, was guy's got, he looks like Willem Dafoe at the end of Platoon. He's like, <laughs> He's throwing himself balls in the air and just catching them. Oh my God, this is horrible. We can't remember which guy got eaten by the tiger. No, well, they're, they were the same to me. I hate to say it. It's like, it was hard to tell them apart. It was like identical twins. But could you imagine Nathan Lane, the guy you want to see, is not Max Bialystok? Oh my God, that name is horrible. <laughs> You sound like my Jewish grandmother after their meal. <laughs> How could you not? How could you not sound Jewish, Hank? Max Bial? It's like Mike Tyson. I always wanted to have Mike Tyson to be the voice of my GPS. <laughs> Drive 2.3 miles till you see a stop sign. When you get to the stop sign, get out of the car and make a right-hand turn. <laughs> then realize you should have been in the car when you made the turn. Re recalculating. <laughs> But but like if he said, like if Mike Tyson said pull into a Thonoko station, <laughs> it's impossible to be depressed if as Mike Tyson you say right. Thonoko station. That's really true. You could be at your best friend's funeral, like Dave. I'm at Thonoko station. Yeah, yeah, Thonoko. Let's go to Applebee's. Yeah, who else would be a good person to hear on your GPS? Uh, well, uh, well, well, you know, Sam Jackson is the new uh, Alexa. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, considering his movie quotes, that's fantastic. Like you know, yeah. you lost. That's cool in the gang, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's in your wallet? <laughs> Is he really the new Alexa? He's the new Alexa, and well, you know who's better, Sam? Ja who's better than Sam Jackson? Yeah, that's true. I, I would listen to whatever he said. That's true. I feel like Alexa judges me a lot. Yeah, well, well if you said I mean, Sam Jackson is Alexa, Alexa. Uh, I'm having a girl over. What kind of wine do you want? Fuck wine. Get a 40. Okay. <laughs> Pull out your dick. Yeah. yeah. He's always going to be the guy in Pulp Fiction, like doing the Ezekiel from the Bible. I will bring down crazy anger. <laughs> I would like to have a big black woman be my Alexa. You're like, Alexa, what's the weather? The weather going to be 80 degrees. <laughs> going to be warm outside with a little humidity. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, don't make me break my foot off in your ass. <laughs> You're a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. <laughs> oh 
I was in rehab with all these like older black guys from the seventies, and they were just the coolest motherfuckers. Uh, they're the best. Like if you're a seventies junkie and you survive, you're a tough motherfucker. Yeah. But watching those animal shows with those older black guys is the best thing. A lion gonna eat his motherfucking ass, man. <laughs> yeah, they narrate the that whole ele- thing. elephant gonna step on your ass, man. You can't <laughs> fuck with no elephant. Fuck, I'm ma- and then they like fuck with their wife, and then they're like, I'm married to a wildebeest. <laughs> I wish my wife were torn apart. <laughs> Who the white tiger ain't that gay guy? <laughs> Who the gay motherfucker got he by the tiger? Not Roy Zigfried. <laughs> Who the hell Zigfried? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Tiger gonna eat. He can't fuck with no tiger. <laughs> lion gonna eat his ass. Watch Lion gonna get some pussy. Lion gonna get some lion pussy. <laughs> What were you allowed to watch besides animals? I love that you were allowed to watch gazelles being ripped apart in jail. <laughs> That's not violent or anything. Another great jail story. I was in L.A. County Jail years ago. With uh, you get time to watch television. So this there was this like a five foot Mexican, not, not the one that stole Richard Simmons from his life. Yeah. But this was a guy, a five foot Mexican guy, very short, and his name was Remote. And remote? I thought it was I thought it was because he's always like in a remote, like he was tiny or something, but he stood right <laughs> under the TV and the people would yell, Yo, remote, put soul train on. <laughs> he was the remote control. Like that's why they call remote. <laughs> <laughs> so he would he would stand on a chair and put soul train on. Oh my god. Yo, remote, put law and order. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I felt bad for him, but if it's between getting fucked in the ass or putting Soul Train on, I'm putting Right, soul train you'll on. do anything besides getting fucked in the ass. I get it. I'm just one of those weirdos. Yeah, you never wanted to be someone's bitch. Well, listen, no one really does, even if you're a bitch. Well, there are some very feminine guys in jail. Do they become that? I mean, this and you is don't, not uh, being something serious. else. You don't fuck with gay guys in jail. If you accidentally get into a fight, I've seen this too. You get into a fight with a guy who's husband. Right. Is a bad motherfucker, and they are bad mother... I, I, I thought of a great saying, a great bumper sticker. Just because you don't like pussy don't mean you are one. Oh. That's, I'm selling yeah. that. By the way, Google that. Thank you. Yeah. I, thank you so much, woman. Uh, but I... No, no, I'm just saying, this, I, I, like, like, if a husband of one of the guys, you're fucking with him, and he goes back, and, you know, it's like, there's, there's going to be... Shit's going to happen. Shit's going to happen. What's the worst thing you've seen in jail? Probably my face in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I, again, county. I saw. Okay, something you see that's crazy. A lot of these kids smoke this K two shit. Oh, that's bad. That's when the guy ate the person's face. That's right? bath salts. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's I don't know what's happening. In other words, like ecstasy and, and crystal meth. Crystal meth is a great drug if you need to walk to St. Louis one weekend. <laughs> Walk to St. Louis. That that joke works everywhere except St. Louis. <laughs> so like synthetic drugs. You know, drugs always were from the earth. You know, like weed or you know heroin is from a plant. Yeah. They, in the Wizard of Oz, they all they're all on heroin trying to charge the castle, <laughs> and they all yeah. they, like the cowry line. Yeah, it's poppies, poppy plants. It's like you know American yeah. gangster. They're on heroin. It was all plants. With synthetic stuff, that spice shit, that K2, they spray it with chemicals, the weed. And oh, with kids, boy. They call it a K-hole. I never saw anything like this in my life. These motherfuckers stop in the middle of a sentence. Like, they get hit by volcanic ash, yeah. like a mannequin. They just stop like... I used to do Special K. At, 
you no, did. I, yeah, I mean, I my friend was Ketamine. into it. Yeah. yeah, and I once I did it a couple times, and I once was in a K hole, and you can't move, you're paralyzed, and it was the scariest thing that ever. And happened And I love to me. drugs. I love all drugs. I've done almost every one of them. What is enjoyable about that? You ever see how Michael Jackson had the ability just to stop, like in the Beat It video? <laughs> That's what these guys. I've seen a guy mid punch go motherfucker. Oh. My God. And they stop. And it's, it lasts for like a minute. And, and you go like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm, like, I'm a heroin addict. Huh? Am I watching TV and it got stuck? Yeah. The, yeah, that's weird. I go, remote, put Soul Train on. <laughs> so you, and then the guy must get his ass kicked. <laughs> that's one of my favorite sentences of all time. Huh? Oh, yeah. Remote is amazing. Remote, remote put Soul Train on. Was that his real name or did that's they call him that? That's what I want on my tombstone. Is this a dumb question? What? Was that his real name? I'm very gullible. He, no, he was... That, that was his nickname, Remote. Oh, I thought it was his real name. No, no, no. It was, they called the Remote because he was the Remote Control. Oh, I'm such an idiot. He stood under the TV. Oh, okay. And he no, got, I knew, but, but, it, but I thought I said, his real a, name was Remote. And again, it's a special so kind of helmet. A short guy to be the Remote because the TVs are like... A, <laughs> I guess people are taking TVs off the wall and hitting other people with them. So the TVs are real high. Oh. So a short guy was Remote. There'd have to be 11 Remotes yeah. I think his name was Re- Remote Sanchez. That's shocking. <laughs> I thought it was Kleinbaum. <laughs> um, There's not a lot of Jewish gangs in jail. No, they're not in those kind of jails. <laughs> Have you ever met a Jewish guy in jail? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I know, because we're chosen. No, no, no. Yeah. They are chosen. Oh, actually, I did, my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's feel? a true story. He's a Jewish guy. Of course he's a Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah. Why did he go to jail? Well, to visit me. Oh, I thought he was... I think he also represented remote. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So how do you feel about being in the stand-up world? We were just talking about this a little bit outside, but about being in the stand-up world where everyone's doing a lot of drugs now and smoking pot and all this stuff. Well, okay, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, but yeah. in the old days it would have been harder, because a lot of these kids nowadays, younger comics, if they have a, a muffin with gluten, they want to go to rehab, you know? I know. <laughs> Everybody's at a spin class, for Christ's sake. There's a yeah. lot of healthy, it's very, it's a health, it's like a health spa, yeah. the, the comedy club. In the old days, I remember me and Patrice O'Neill got locked in the... We got locked in the bathroom at the Comedy Cellar. It was me and Patrice. And you got locked in the bathroom? Yeah, and I had coke on me. I said, the only way we're going to fit out of here is if we do enough coke to fit out of here. <laughs> you have to lose... <laughs> we have what do you do... mean? We got to shit all night? Yeah. <laughs> we had to do enough cocaine to get out of the... Uh, out of the uh, but no, uh, so, so, again, I'm able to stay away from it. You know what I am? I'm enough of a rebel to where I always do what I want to do. I, I'm not someone who gets like I don't follow the the, the crowd. I never have. Right. Not even to, into normalcy. I, I especially rebelled against that. Cause I, when you, heroin comes in, you know, cocaine, ecstasy, even weed to a certain extent, these are social drugs. Yeah. Heroin ain't. You like to isolate. Like I always say, a lot of drugs you forget your problems. Heroin's better, man. Heroin, you remember your problems. You just don't give a fuck. You don't about care. It. You don't care. Yeah. It's and that. What's better than that? But you have a new, like, it seems like you're really taking care of yourself now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my version of it, I'm not dead. No, I mean, like, taking care of yourself by being around people who are are protecting you. Well, one is you. I got to tell you, there's no one more positive than Jessica. I mean, we we weren't. What? That's shocking to hear. I mean, we're not not close, close friends, but whenever you see Jessica, you smile. 
That's, oh, that's, that's so nice. Absolutely. That really makes Absolutely. me. So, so seeing people like, like people say, oh, you want to do Jessica's podcast? I'm like, of course, that'll be a fun night more than anything. That so, means so much to me that yeah. you say that because I'm, you know, you're such a mentor for me. I've been a fan of obviously oh, wow. Stern for so long. Uh, and not just that, I just, I love how honest you are. You know, you're so real. Like, so many comics yeah. don't tell the truth. They don't talk about what's the really going honesty. on. The key is honesty. The key is honesty. I mean, again, you know, from, from Lenny Bruce to Richard Pryor on, I, that's very nice of you to say. Uh, to me, I don't know how to be any other way, because I, I always tell people the way Ray Romano got material from having kids in a family, I get material from my crazy life. You just write about shit that goes on. You keep living this life. I know. And you mine it for material. Right. You know? And uh, But some you still do the don't same even thing. talk about it. Nah, nah, I gotta, do, yes. I have to, or well, else I can't be a comic. you a great comedian. But, Thank you. Know, you. The, 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 the difference is honesty. It's always like... Because audiences are, are usually smart. They're like dogs. They can sense fear. They can sense Yeah, fear. they can. They you can guys sense... might not realize that, but it's really true. Oh, yeah. Especially it's... after a bunch of $18 Rolling Rocks. Right. But, uh, you, 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 you get an idea that the audience knows if you're bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah, so, and you they don't can want tell that. even before you get on stage if you're nervous. It's yeah. incredible. Oh, absolutely. I'm so grateful that you're, that you're here and that oh, you're thanks. okay. I want to tell you because it's not just because of the Stern show and this or that, I really think you're going to help a lot of people get and stay sober. I, uh, well, I mean, that's, that would that's be, a big service. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. But the first thing I got to do before I can help anybody is make sure I'm good. Yeah. But, you know, the, the message I have is strong. It's like a lot of these young kids, you know, I was in rehab and jail with kids who they, they would get on YouTube and they would find all my shit. Like someone would say to a younger kid, oh, this guy's in, a comedian. They're like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? So they would see, they're watching, and kids are a magician with that fucking remote. Like, YouTube's on. I see myself I doing shit I don't remember doing. Like, what the yeah. fuck? And, um, and they're watching it, and they go, how did you have any success with being on? Because they they're living under a bridge. They got nothing. Yeah. They're looking at heavy prison sentences. Their parents are addicted. They're like, how did you get on the Tonight Show and do stand-up on comedy? How did you be in, get in a movie? How did you get any success right. being on drugs? And I go, I don't know, but you gotta... I tell them not to focus on any success I had. You got to focus on the failure. Like, look at the look at my nose. I'm 50 in rehab and jail still with you. Yeah, it doesn't I know. matter what happens. The drugs will get you. And if all you got is pumping gas at an Exxon and you don't have this career that we're blessed with, that saves our life. Yeah, in my opinion, it's therapeutic. It does what, save. What are our you gonna lives. do? Some kids, I, they got they got nothing. You want to hug them? I but know. But you have no reason to tell them not to get high. My parents are drug addict. I'm broke. I'm homeless. I'm looking at five years in in in, in a joint. I, you know, I work at a gas station. I'm gonna tell this kid not to do heroin. <laughs> it's it's dark. It but is dark. I, I tell him not to, but in my head I'm going. I tell him, I was lucky enough to find comedy. I'm passionate about it. Find something like that you can cling to. Yes. In life, it could be family. It could be a hobby. It could be helping people. Well, helping people's huge. Absolutely. Helping people gets you out of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we tend to be selfish very in our heads. So whenever I get out of myself and help someone, I'm always, I, it, it's amazing how much better I feel all of a sudden. Oh, absolutely. So I am so glad that you're here. And uh, Thanks, I just, Jess. you're such a good person, Artie. I'm not just <laughs> saying that. It's not even about you're so talented and brilliant, but it's, it's so much more than that. You're really... An incredible person, and you're going to help a lot of people. You well, really I, are. I, I hope so, but you are. Uh, I, I appreciate you saying that, Jess. Yeah. You're, very, you're very sweet. Thank, Thank you, you for doing this. Thanks, you guys, for coming to the live taping. I love you. Promote. Put soldiers. Yes.
Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, guys. Thank you.